Welcome to another episode of the Sparkles of Gold Astrology Manifesto podcast. My name is Nicolas Polimanakos, aka Sparkles of Gold. This is a three questions podcast, and today I am with Pix Wilder of Pixer T Astrology. Thanks for being on the podcast. Um, my, Thank you for yeah, inviting me. Yes, yes. And uh, my listeners know the questions. Okay. Yeah, you don't know the questions. I do not know the questions. Yeah. I'm nervous. Yeah, and that's good. That's good. <laughs> I should be nervous? Yeah, because every, all the other astrologers have been nervous regardless of how long they've been doing it. They always got this look in their eye when they're looking at me like, what the hell is this guy going to say or ask me or whatever. So <laughs> there's that. So um, yeah, thanks for being on. And let's go straight to the first question. Okay. All right. Um, what's your favorite astrological technique? Um, I think perfections. Mm-hmm. Perfections are my favorite. They're simple and they're, they hit every time. Mm-hmm. Every time. Every time. And in in what way here? Because I think sometimes people find they come to perfections. They might have learned some other techniques first, so on and so forth. But but tell me what goes on in your mind. Like let let's say I, I only, we only had three minutes to look at a chart mm-hmm. uh, and then you're looking at it and, and is how does your mind work? I well I need to know how old they were, mm-hmm. look at the house, look at the ruler, and that's pretty much pretty much it with perfections for I, I guess from the ascendant is my favorite way to perfect from the ascendant oh, okay and then looking at the time lord and what the time lord is doing in the natal chart mm-hmm. and if i have an extra minute i like looking at what the time lord's doing in the solar return chart also oh, interesting and i like to compare and contrast if if the dignity in the solar return chart of the time lord is better than in the natal chart then you know the year will be a little bit better oh okay that's good than normal yeah, so it's interesting because solar returns and perfections are not the same thing, but they have the same sort of some invisible tie-in in mm-hmm. a sense too because of it's for the year. Yeah, and you know even solar returns from like Morin's method where he I'm learning more deeper here. He you can even break it down in every three month increments within a year. And in perfections, you can kind of do a breakdown too, right? Oh yeah, way too much. Yeah, <laughs> way yeah, too much. Yeah, yeah. If you have a lose data, your life. If you have a data. <laughs> Mind if you're like if you're like I'm always I'm always aware of what perfection month I'm in, but I don't go further than that into days yeah, and, and hours. And you could. I could. And you could, yeah. It'd be lost. Yeah. I, I, I look at the month too. Yeah. When I I'm using Astro Gold and mm-hmm. and and you could see that too. So yeah. Okay, cool. Um d- just before we leave this question here, I, I, I how um how did you find perfections as a concept? Was it more through the Hellenistic resurgence that's come through with Chris Brennan and Demetra and so on and so forth? Yeah, it was through Chris Brennan, Astrology Podcast, Hellenistic Revival. But then I started taking classes with Kelly Surtees specifically, uh-huh. and she's who taught me the solar return part with the perfections. Yeah, she's really good with her getting past the natal and the transit from progressions to lunar phase work to, yeah. to all that stuff. And I love her, she, yeah. She's a great teacher of this stuff. So mm-hmm. All right, cool. Yeah, that's where it came from. Yes. Uh, Thanks for answering the first question. (laughs) You're welcome. Yeah. All right, second question. What's your earliest memory uh, connected to astrology? Um, I don't remember how old I was. I was probably 12 or around that time. I was given Linda Goodman's Sun Sign book, and I was obsessed ever ever since then. Then I got... um, 
the only astrology book you'll ever need. Mm-hmm. And it teaches you how to calculate your own chart. And so I was like 13 calculating my own chart. I did it wrong the first time. And I thought I was a Sag rising. And I was so happy because I thought that was so cool. Because <laughs> Sages are so cool. And then like a week later, I realized I did it wrong. But um, so yeah, 12, 13, my mom and my dad were always open to it. They're both double my mom's a double taurus and my dad's a double sag so they really identify with their sun sign uh-huh. so they're like super into it and they always were like yeah it's cool oh tell me more you know they were very supportive of me oh with it. right and my grand even my grandparents loved it no one was like super into it but they are into you know interested yeah yeah and supportive huh and it's funny the two books that you've mentioned they're like they were. They're actually one of the two most popular books that would find themselves anywhere. I mean, mm-hmm. Sun Signs for me, Linda Goodman was like a big first book or whatever, along with Love Signs, mm-hmm. Sun Signs and Love Signs, and then that the only book you ever need or whatever. Yep. It's I, I've seen the cover done so many different ways. Oh yeah, so many different there's so editions. many different. Yeah, you walk into a used bookstore, you know that's going to be on the yeah. shelf. Uh, but, I had an edition that had a CD, like a disc, oh, cool. in the back that you could put in your computer when you used to be able to put CDs in computers. Yeah, yeah. I miss those <laughs> days, actually. I, I have a storage room full of CDs still, so I miss those days. Uh, but yeah, no, I feel you on, on that. So uh, yeah, and uh, and also, too, what, something you said here about people around you, a family and stuff, because it's easily you hear stories um, of people who are like, had to hide it. Yeah. You know, exactly. <laughs> they're in like living in the Midwest in a dry county and mm-hmm. some religious whatever, you know, and, and they do that. So that's cool that you were, it was accepted. Yeah, I was very lucky in that sense. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's not that they really think it's a real job yet, but they definitely support me. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, it, sometimes do, you hear that. It's like, why are you doing it? You, you go to school to be a lawyer. What the hell are you doing? Hicks you know? likes astrology. What What can you do? Yeah. Can't no, fight it. No. Lucky you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I am lucky to have that support for sure. But also my first memory that I can think of calculating my own chart, it being wrong and then realizing it's wrong. Such a Scorpio rising thing of me to do to just be in the bath and crying about it at like 13. Like, oh, no, I did it wrong. This is this is who I am. This is true. It's true. Yeah, and it's funny what you said about this, like, oh, that's really cool, Sag. And I was a horse girl. I had horses. Oh, so I was, like, identifying. <laughs> yeah, the archetype and the old deal center. I was 13. I'm a 13-year-old horse girl. Of course I wanted to be a Sag. Right. Instead, you're this, like, creepy scorpion. Exactly. Yeah. Sad. Yeah, sad. <laughs> full of, like, poison. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You're not shooting for the stars. Uh, it's something else, you know. No, I'm going deep. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, thanks for answering the second question. Mm-hmm. All right. Third question. What's a book or books you're reading lately that are, in a sense, not a, a related to astrology? Uh, and I know everything's related to astrology. It's a common reply I'm getting. But is there anything you're reading that's not that? What are you into? Oh, my God. <laughs> that is quite the question to ask me right now. Yeah. Um, okay. Let me think. I'm reading, like, four different books. So mm-hmm. I need to decide which one's appropriate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm reading a book called Come As You Are. It's Have you ever heard of it? Uh, uh, I, I forget the author. It's Esther, Esther oh, it's, something? No, it's Esther Perel. Yes. Yeah, she's yes. a therapist, sex therapist, yes. relationship therapist. Yes. I know that book. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, it has been, I feel like it's very astrological related, mm-hmm. um, but not really. 
<laughs> I'm learning a lot about uh, Venus and Mars, though, mm -hmm. in that book, and and Mars in general. Have you read it? Yes, I read it. I mean, do I you got remember? Do you remember the theory about um, like the gas pedal and the brakes? Oh, I don't remember. No. Okay. Well, no. desire, at least in this book, the way that she describes desire is for women. I guess for men too, but. Um, you have gas and you have brakes and you have to decide how sensitive or learn how sensitive your gas and your brakes are. Mm. Um, and I felt like that was so Mars to like really brakes and gas. Okay. That's very desire, you know? Um, yeah. Like, well, you know, initially if it's some raw Mars, like what's a break? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> brakes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Brakes and go. Um, so that's been really interesting to read about. I'm not done with it yet. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to keep reading about it. But um, so that's what I'm reading. I'm reading a couple other ones, but I think that's the most Mars of the things. That I, I think she, I think Esther's a, a Leo. She is. I think she is. Yeah, I thought I thought there was some Scorpionic stuff with her too, but I think she's a Leo. And I I've been following her for a long time. She's really bit you know she really yeah, pushes her Instagram right now. Uh -huh and a lot of workshops, but you know, she's written a bunch of other books. I forget the one that I read before that, but you know, very open about Mars, Venus topics and passion and even about what monogamy is and, and, yes. and uh, you know, the traditional model of monogamy and poly and all stuff, but the mm -hmm. dynamics that we carry in relationships that really mm -hmm. come from a monogamous mindset. Mm -hmm. You know, she's really good at uh, introducing other ways of relating where one doesn't feel like they're gonna like be poly or something like that, but but to open it up from a pure black or white or this or that point of view, yeah. you know. Yeah. And plus the accent she has and stuff, she's got this charm and glow. I think <laughs> she's a Leo. She's she's got her own little. She's, she's got her own sensuality of who she is. You yeah, know? It's, definitely. She's a beautiful person. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, Okay, I, you said three other books. That's the one you picked. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm gonna stay here for a little bit with okay. you here. Um, and cause I do this and is there a book, um, from your past that changed you that, that, <laughs> that entered your world and touched you and your heart and your dreams and everything of how you see the world or it took you someplace, something like that. Um, there's one book that comes to mind and I guess that has to be my answer right now. Okay. Uh, and it's along the same lines. It's called Ethical, Ethical, the Ethical Slut. Yeah, Ethical Slut. Yeah. Yeah. It's dealing more with the polymorphism. That's exactly what you were talking about, and yep. just like opening your mind to the different ways of relating to people, different ways to have relationships, mm -hmm. different ways to have boundaries, your own rules, that mm -hmm. sort of thing. Yeah, it's one of the beginning or the one of the most standard books in the open relationship poly world. Yeah. Ethical Slut. It's, I mean, Level it's got to be twenty years. Mm -hmm. I don't need more or something like that. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's... And they've been updating it, too. Oh, cool. So it has, like, updated versions and stuff. So yeah. that came at the right time for me, and it definitely opened my mind, my fixed ass, my <laughs> fixed Venus and rising sign, definitely broadened my horizons and changed my life entirely. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Um, usually this is when I stop. Okay. But I'm going to throw another question here. I've been kind of doing versions of this one, and it's very simple. So one word answer. Okay? Okay. All right. So what color do you see right now? Blue. 
Blue. Blue. All right. Nice. Mm -hmm. Good. What does it mean? I don't know. What does it mean? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I thought you would know. I know a lot of air signs will go blue. Okay. With answering and stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, um, What's the most common? I've heard blue. I just started doing this. Is I it your shirt? Um, That's making me say blue? Could be. Could be. I don't have blue eyes, so there, but I, I been I had a green recently mm -hmm. and that and it fit because it was more of, of a thing of a Venus thing that happened. Mm -hmm. And it was a, I'm you know, trying to catch someone on a subconscious level with a quick answer. Mm -hmm. You know, to, to come from a raw place. Mm -hmm. But it's part of the reasons why I don't let anybody know what the questions are because I want a sense of not for you or anybody to be nervous, but to come from a, a raw place that's not planned, that comes from a mix of your conscious, subconscious, the flow, the conduit, what is there in the moment for you and how it comes out and with me. You yeah. know? So the both of us are doing something. We're ritualizing. Mm -hmm. And I also like taking risks. And I don't want to be boring. <laughs> so I, I don't want someone to come researched. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Totally. Right. So, you know, I am adding... No, I appreciate not, not knowing. That was way more fun. Yes. And I, some of the people listening here, I mean, I don't know if they're really getting who I am. And sometimes I say it on my YouTube channel and stuff. But, you know, more than ever in my life, I, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And, and every time I've gotten to a place in my life where I knew everything, I, the way, I get crashed on the waves. I, I'm whatever humbled. And then I realized I really don't know anything and I don't want to know. And not only that, from a creative sense of being in the world and whatever I'm doing, whether it's talking with you or by myself or I'm creating something, reading something, I always want mystery. I want to be led by the mysterious. I, I want to be led by cookie crumbs. I don't want to know everything. And, you know, I, some of my favorite good filmmakers, good authors, anybody creative, you're never going to get the full answer right? You, you, you want that opening and you want to let a human being's mind like start to color things in and, and do something. And it's total trickster shit, by the way. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, what do you feel about what I just said about mystery tr trickster kind of thing? Oh, I'm the same. We were just talking on the way here about how curious I am. Mm -hmm. I don't need to know everything, but I'm curious. And right. I, I'm, I'm interested. And that's like the fun of life is not knowing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, imagine if you weren't curious, didn't know, like, boy, like, what the hell would life be? It's like, you know, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And, and you want that eternal, you know, you don't want to know everything. You don't want it to be at the end. Then we just die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 and I, I, you know, somebody's going to want to know exactly how they're going to die. I, yeah. even that, I don't want to know no. until it's <laughs> no. happening. I'm like, okay, this is how it went down. You know, so, but yeah, I, I. I think, you know, I, again, I haven't said this on all these podcasts that I do and I'm kind of talking to people here why I don't let people know the questions and stuff. And it's, it's to have this little thing yeah. to, to, to play around, to be in this a, a, a liminal space, to, to feel present, but you're transcending at the same time. Um, as people know, you know, I got Mercury Gemini, I'm a Gemini. I, I know this game and world, you know, and, and I revel in it. And I, I, I don't want people to feel like, what's this? You know, I know sometimes there's people out there, I can't do that until I know the questions because they're worried about performance anxiety right. or they want to look at some way image-wise. Right. But this is something else comes in of uh, how a, a space is created ritualistically. If you're okay feeling in... 
okay, if you're okay feeling stupid, there's a lot of magic that can happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> so as long as, as long as you're okay with that, you get to see the magic. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, that's, I like, I like what you just said there. <laughs> Because normally someone can say something like that. They're going to say it's stupid that no one wants to feel stupid. But you can laugh at yourself. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's... We can be stupid. That's okay. It's not the end of the world. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that attitude and that thing of uh, even comes to like some of the, the books that you've mentioned. Uh, we're dealing with relationships or how our relationships to ourselves, to, to who we are, or to the Mars in us, to the Venus in us, and how we are programmed and things. Like, it's not okay for me to do that. I have to be this Venus or this Mars or do that. Or, you know, all these things that are ingrained that we start to want to shed about ourselves the more we go deep. But it kind of comes back to the self-talk that you just said. It's like, it's okay if you mess up. It's okay if yeah. stupid if I pull some Mars stuff. Yeah. You know, and, uh, it's, magic happened. Yeah. Afterwards or during or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it was worth it. Totally. I, one last thing I'll say to this is like, I think that's one thing about uh, being an astrologer when you're getting deeper is you can read all the books and the concept takes the classes and stuff. But when you start talking to clients or in your own life, you do it, you, you see an aspect or a certain thing happen in a chart, you know, the base core essence of what happens, but you just heard it in a new way. Mm -hmm. Right? It's not just this or that endless of the possibilities of how an aspect of certain thing could happen and it's when it happens in another way I, i'm like love that yeah right? I, i'm like oh it happened like another layer it happened that way yeah. and I'll, I'll use that in the end you know with clients and stuff so you know and that and that partly is too you don't know everything uh-huh right right so I, I i look at things this way and which leads me to some other place here because we're going to get to how people can find you on the internet and stuff but you don't just do astrology I don't. Well, I thought you pulled cards. Are you? I do. I guess. I guess that's true. Yeah. I do pull a card sometimes. I like. To, I like tarot as well. Yeah, I, and I mentioned that because um, you have a YouTube channel and and you you do forecast on there and really amazing videos that you produce by the way. Thank you. Yeah, it's really just well done and the work involved. I see it, but you also pull a card too. Yeah. You know. I think it's fun. It's a fun little thing. Mm -hmm. Pull a little card, tie it up with a bow. Yeah. People like a card. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do it because you do it at the end. Yeah. You kind of sum it up and yeah. it's an extra flavor, an extra view. So yeah. um, so speaking of that, where people, where can people find you? You can find me at pixertea.com, P-I-X-R-T-E-A.com mm -hmm. or at my Instagram, pixertea, if you like memes. Um, mm -hmm. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, on YouTube? Oh, yeah, I have a YouTube. Thank you. you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> on YouTube, pixertea astrology as well. Yeah. And I think... I think that's it. Yeah. I think. <laughs> I, I'll throw something else in here for you. Is um, I know on your website, you also have like a Discord and a membership kind yeah. of thing. I, it was a Discord Patreon. What are you doing? I, I'm switching from Patreon to my website. So I have a membership, a monthly membership where you can um, either get personalized monthly reports and remediations for that month. Or you can uh, subscribe for weekly horoscopes for all the rising signs and a forecast that gets emailed to you. Mm -hmm. So those are my memberships. And I also have a Discord where I teach people for free and I should stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> because it's draining. But I love Discord. I love talking to everybody. So anybody's welcome to join that right now. And um, you can access me there easiest, actually, Discord. Yeah, it's pretty deep discord. You talk about from astrology books to other people's charts. I've yeah. been on there. It's really cool. Yeah. Really Thank good you. Stuff. Yeah, you're welcome. 
Um, I'm, it's gonna end it here, but I'm gonna ask you one more question. Five questions? Yep, I'm, I'm pushing it here. <laughs> Let's keep it simple, and we're gonna end it this way. Okay. We're, that's gonna be our segue. Okay. What's your favorite video game of all time? Do I have to say Hades? You could say whatever you want. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were setting me up. No. Um, oh, it's hard to pick between two. Can I pick two? Sure, you can pick two. Final Fantasy VIII. Uh-huh. And Spyro. <laughs> Inspiro. Dragon. <laughs> oh, cool. Right on. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thanks for being on the podcast. <laughs> you shouldn't have asked. No, no, it's good. I, I wanted to end it this way because I know I can ask that. So, um, thank you for having me. This was fun. Oh, yeah. I no. appreciate it.